The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. Yo, 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 what up? It's Deontay Harris with the New Orleans Saints. Y'all Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah. No bueno. Not good. Y'all Saints takes... This is awful, and I think it's because the the drinks that y'all be drinking be having y'all a little woozy, and y'all be forgetting like what team y'all talking about or something. I don't know what it is, but we gotta figure something out because it's, it's bad. Let's regroup, reassess, and just be better. You know, all love. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We are off to a flying start on the YouTube. Uh, <laughs> if you find us on YouTube through this, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. If you're listening to the audio-only version, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Become a patron. Go to saintshappyhour.com. Support the show. Become a patron. Andrew, the offseason for the Saints is going to be crazy starting on Black Monday. You want to have the best Saints podcast. Be a member. Be a supporter. Because other Saints podcasts, when breaking news happens, they'll be like, oh, we'll get we'll get to it tonight. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a show tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to it. You know who does? You know who comes first with the breaking news podcast? Us. Saints break news. We go. If we have to, we'll do it behind a dumpster. In trash, sure. giving you breaking news analysis. Tom will make Thomas record it back in Poland. Nobody else does that, and it only no. costs you ten dollars a month. Sign up. I'm telling you. We actually best. have we have Thomas is in Poland, but you know a lot of times he's asleep when it's time to break news. So we actually have cattle prods that are attached to his body. That's right. And, it, and it, when he's asleep, you know we have buttons. This is the kind of technology we work with. We have buttons. We just hit it, and it you know it shocks him back into being awake. So that he's ready to help us record. That's right. So. That's right. It's a boom. Cutting edge stuff. Saying, every other Saints podcast, they do wonderful work, but they're not us. We, we, we kill it on breaking news analysis. So listen, Andrew, the Saints playoff hopes remain a candle in the wind, flickering, barely alive, but there. They're at like 4% like or 2%. So listen, they, they're going to Philly. Philly is very injured. In this game, they're going to be possibly more, more injured than the Saints, though. Nobody's more injured yeah, than the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's crazy, more injured, but yeah. they are missing a corner. They're missing a left tackle. Miles Sanders, their running back, he's been uh, not fully practicing this week. Jalen Hurts may or may not play. It looks like he's going to play. If you go off the Vegas line, the line started at, at Philly seven and went down to Saints five and a half. Then news broke this week that Jalen Hurts was practicing. He was limited back up to six and a half. So I get the I get the sense the gamblers 
and the momentum seems to be that Jalen Hurts is going to play. Um, listen, Saints beat Philly. Carolina beats Tampa. Saints are alive for one more week in the NFC South. Uh, this game, Andrew, I look at it as it is a terrible matchup for the Saints. And this is why. The Saints offensive line, they're going to be without both of their starting guards. They have had trouble with the line all year. And Philadelphia, if they have one more guy get another sack, I think it's Sweat. If he gets one more sack, they'll have four guys with 10 sacks. And that'll be the first time that's ever happened in NFL history. Uh, That is a disaster recipe for the Saints, I fear. Yeah, 61 sacks on the year is bananas. It's crazy. Uh, it makes you wonder how Dallas was able to put up 40 points on him last week. Um, but yeah, that, that is wild. 61 sacks. I don't know that, Ralph, I don't know that I've seen a number that high in years. I mean, um, that's, that's 2000 Saints level. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I would have to look back at history. I mean, I, I would think that they're in the mix to have the most sacks by a team in a single it's season ever. ever. It is. It's it's weird because they 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 didn't count sacks until the early '80s. So like right. people have gone back and like looked at them and like so th- even though his sacks weren't an official stat, like the, those '80s Bears teams have a couple of years with like '69 and '72, but they don't really count because they weren't an official stat yet. So like they can get to they can get it if they get. I think if if you get to '69, they break the record. Which it sounds like the '84 Bears. Uh, in 1984 had 72 yeah which is the most ever and look uh they're they're 11 behind i don't think they're getting 11 sacks in two games especially the saints they're not a team that that gets sacked a ton so you know andy dalton does a pretty good job of getting the ball out pretty quickly so um yeah i don't know that they're gonna get a ton of sacks but yeah I, look the game plan is very clear um you know it's funny i was watching hard knocks the other day and catching up on that a little bit and um I was watching a game, you know, the Cardinals were playing against the Rams. And the Cardinals were having to start a new center, uh, a rookie guard who hadn't played all year against the Rams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their whole week of preparation, again, the Kyler Murray's out. And their whole week of preparation, it's like, how the heck are we going to block Aaron Donald? Like, we, like, we're starting a rookie, like, we have no shot. Like, how the hell are we going to figure this out? And you know, Colt McCoy basically fixed the problem. And you, you could see guys, you know, everything's mic'd up. And so you see guys on the sideline talking. And you have defenders from the Cardinals. And they're kind of talking about McCoy. And they're like, yeah, like, how is he still in the league? Like, look at it. Like, the ball's out in 1.5 seconds. It's, like, impossible to defend. It's so annoying. Like, the ball's out <laughs> so fast, you don't know what to do. And, and like, they're, they were just remarking that, like, yeah, that's where a guy like Colt McCoy, like, doesn't have any elite trait isn't that special of a quarterback. Like why he sticks around is because the ball's out quickly on time, accurately to the spot he wants to put it. And you can make a career out of that. And that's what Andy Dalton has done this season. And so you look at Andy Dalton, his quarterback ratings around 95. Uh, I I think one of the biggest misconceptions this season is all these fans that think he sucks. He is playing at a really high level. So much so that I've been told the Saints are interested in potentially bringing him back next year to be their starter, potentially, depending on how other things shake out. But I, I just think 
This is the kind of game where like Andy's internal clock has to be faster than ever. And so no Jarvis Landry and no Michael Thomas sucks. Cause Bad. like, those are the ideal receivers. No, for this Olave, kind of game maybe plan. like Olave's hurt. Right? I think, I think Olave is going to play, but, um, but look, he's going to have to find a way to get the ball out quickly. So that that's going to mean shorter routes for some of these guys. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be looking for those times. He gets the matchups. He likes like, remember last mm-hmm. week with, with Kirkwood, like, he snaps the ball and the ball's out of his hands almost immediately. And he sees that matchup one-on-one with Kirkwood. Kirkwood's got size and he's like, I'm just going to loft it up there and let him go get it. Now Kirkwood drops both passes, but those were good throws. They were catchable balls and it was the right matchup. So it was the right decision. So it's a lot of that, like what kind of, where's my matchups and are they playing zone? Are they playing man? Like where are my matchups and like pre-snap kind of determining where I'm going to go with the football and like, if it's not there, you check down immediately. All right, where's my check yeah. down? Boom, you know? And and like, honestly, if Jameis Winston was playing in this game and they're like, there are reasons to start Jameis. There are reasons to start Andy Dalton. Like, I, this isn't like me trashing Jameis Winston or saying that Andy Dalton's way better. But in a game like this, I would be terrified of starting Jameis Winston. <laughs> well, here's the thing I think. I think Philadelphia is going to look at the Saints line and be like, we're rushing four. We can rush oh, yeah. four. We can rush four. If Andy starts to cook a little bit, we'll bring five. Maybe. But we're going we're gonna to rush four, and we're going to get there. And, oh, by the way, we're going to stuff the Saints running game in a sock. But Must be nice, huh? Must be nice. It must be nice. It's interesting. Like, if you look at the Saints pass rush, Ralph, like, they've been kind of garbage all year. The defensive line has been right. a disappointment. And you got to give uh, – Dennis Allen, a lot of credit here. As much as people like to mm-hmm. trash him, he's figured out how to get Demario Davis up to career high in sacks. Caden Ellis has, I think, I think he's number two on the team, maybe or, right. or close to it, tied. But he's basically figured out how to blitz. He he's kind of has these packages now, and they're doing this more and more, where they'll have three down linebackers, they'll have three down rushers, mm-hmm. and then you'll have both Demario and Caden Ellis show like they're going to blitz but you don't know which one is going to do it. And when the ball gets snapped, one of them drops back into coverage and the other one blitzes, but you don't know which one it's going yeah. to be. And I've liked that package because it's, it, it is a little confusing and it makes the offensive line think about pre-snap. Okay. Who like, who's got this guy, if this guy does this. And so I like the, the surprise element of it and it's been effective. The saints yeah. like they're, they're, they're not awful in terms of sacks. Um, they're, they it, have as 40, bad as the defensive over line, over forty sacks. They yeah, like as bad as the sacks. defensive line is bad, they're they're over forty, and it's because between Demario and Caden Ellis, they're like they're at like yeah. twelve sacks or eleven sacks yeah, combined. To, to be over forty and not have a double digit sack guy is weirdly it's, it's weirdly impressive and depressing at the same time. With <laughs> yeah. The Saints. yeah, agreed. But I will say this for Philadelphia: they have struggled at times to stop the run. So, like, if the Saints are going to, if the Saints are going to win this game, like, they need to make Philadelphia. Philadelphia gives up 120 yards on the ground. They brought back and they got Indomitian and Sue out of retirement. They got Lindell Joseph, two old guys, because they're they're Jordan Davis, the guy they drafted in the first round. He's been hurt, and he's he's been when he's been playing, their run defense has been pretty good, but it's been shaky. So, like, the Saints need to run the ball on Philly. The interesting thing with Philly, Andrew, is we don't know who's going to play. And and I will say this. I do not understand 
the Gardner Minshew love mania with potential Saints fans that like want him as a quarterback in 2023 and just the NFL in general. I look at Gardner Minshew and he's he's like Teddy Bridgewater. He's beloved, but he's very mediocre. And by the way, at the height of Gardner Minshew, at the height of Minshew mania in 2019, when Jacksonville was playing and he had just started to start and he was playing really good and he had a bunch of good games in a row, at his height, the Saints went to Jacksonville and Dennis Allen basically murdered Minshew mania 2019 in the crib. Like Jacksonville was freaking terrible that game. Minshew was terrible. And the Saints, I think they won like 14 to six or something horrible, but their defense just totally crushed him. So some good positive things to lean on. We got to be positive as the Saints play Eagles. What do you look at on defense? Because listen, the Saints, Dennis Allen, he might have kicked Minshew's butt in Jacksonville, but Jalen Hurts, he owned the Saints when the Saints defense was good. So what are we looking for Sunday? Yeah, I'm at a loss, man. Because two years ago, uh, obviously the Saints got road graded by Jalen Hurts in that running game. And then I feel like that tape was out there. So it was like, if you were ever going to fix it last year, it was kind of like, okay, they smashed us last year. We're aware of it. This is a tough matchup. How do we fix it? And they couldn't. And it was kind of the same thing all over again. So now three years in a row, this, this version of the Saints defense is the spottiest with tackling. They don't have Lattimore. Coverage is not quite as good. Defensive line is aged. They're not performing at the same level. So, like, and that they're not stopping the run. So, all those things, like, I mean, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, like, it's bizarro Saints where, like, when the defense isn't as good, then they, I don't know. You know, surprise, like, the thing is, though, like, uh, the Saints, the last four weeks, they've given up good. average really good. of 14 and a half points the last four weeks. And uh, there was another stat. Um, 14 and a half points through four. Oh, oh, and they're, they're, not, they're the number two pass defense in the league. That's right. Which, which is a crazy stat to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles, like, they don't really, like, yeah. they'll, get you, they'll get you with a big play here and there, but it's really a, they're really a run offense. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the matchup sucks. I think the matchup is brutal for the Saints. And I think when the Saints have the ball, you know, they've been kind of handcuffed. Like, this is one of those games where it would be great if the Saints could run the ball, but they've been really up and down this year running the football. And and as much as Saints fans want to give Taysom Hill 60 carries a game, like the, I think Saints fans, like, if they were the offensive coordinator, right. they would get Taysom Hill hurt after one game. That's right. And then they would be like, oh, I was unlucky. You know, you know That's like, right. you have to manage players. And like Taysom is over 30, has a history of injuries. He plays a very physical, brutal style of running. That's right. And half these games, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like he gets blasted in the helmet it's, or it's, he gets hit. Like he takes a huge hit and he's kind of right. like jogging back gingerly to the sideline. And like coaches are like, all right, like I got to manage that. Like That's I can't right. just throw him back out there and let him run four, five plays in a row and just take a beating. So, you know, Taysom Hill, like, I, I don't think fans get it. And, you know, they try to crush Pete Carmichael for this, but I would ask you this, like, was, was Taysom Hill ever more effective under Sean Payton? No. I w- no, I would make the argument that this year under Pete Carmichael is the most effective Taysom Hill has ever been in his career running the football. He's Taysom Hill... I know the stat nerds and the cap people hate it. Like Taysom Hill, for what he's given the Saints, he's worth what they pay him. Like 
he's got five. He's got five hundred yards rushing. He six and a half a carry. Been, yeah, yeah. His, his his receiving's been really spotty. Like I going into this year, I had it in my mind that he was a better receiver maybe than he was. He's really spotty playing tight end. Like really, and, and, and why he's, wouldn't he? He's be? dropped. He's, a, he's dropped some critical passes this year. why wouldn't he be he's a quarterback playing tight end like why right. wouldn't he be spotty at tight end but i my 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 perception of him was he was better than he is because, because the thing is with Taysom, the thing is i think why we think he's better than he is at receiver is because he doesn't run like a quarterback like when he lines up at receiver right and he catches a pass and he's in the open field he doesn't look like a quarterback running it isn't even mahomes or lamar jackson he doesn't look like them he looks like a receiver catching a pass and running a route. So yeah. it's sort of, I think it clouds our judgment a little bit, but to your point, yeah. like clearly the saints, they're not stupid. They clearly have decided, look, we cannot give Taysom Hill more than this amount of workload. And they've stuck to it all year. And the thing is it's worked. Remember he's been healthy. I, yeah. I run. Ish. I know it's, I know it feels like a thousand years ago, Andrew, but he, Hurt a rib the first day of camp, and he wasn't in pads. Like, remember yeah. that? We were like, oh, that one day that Taysom was healthy was delightful in camp. And, like he, and he's coming off of microfracture surgery on his foot from right. week, week 18 of last year. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, look, you got to manage the player. But the Saints are in a tough spot because, they, like, they didn't draft a running back. Right. And I, I, I firmly believe, like, I, I've, been, I've been saying yeah. that since the draft. Like, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And so then you're this style of offense where you're supposed to be a play-action team with, with Jameis Winston, right? But then Jameis Winston breaks his back, he's out, so now you're with Andy Dalton, and now you're a run-first team, right? Mm-hmm. And so Ingram's knee is not right. He's been down yeah. pretty much up and down all year. Uh, you lose Latavius Murray, which is kind of an underrated thing that, that was kind of a well, big blow. Let's, let's hold on a bit. I think, that, I think your opinion at the time— was a reasonable one. You were like, listen, it's Latavius Murray. Like, if it's Latavius Murray, if Latavius Murray is going to swim, if that's so goddamn critical to you in a season, like, if you think that's going to be the difference between making the playoffs and not, like, that's not going to be that huge of a deal. And and I believe that your opinion of that at the time was reasonable. What we yeah. didn't know was that the NFC South was a dumpster fire. And, like, it's so bad that, like, Latavius Murray – he probably makes the difference between like seven wins or eight wins. Like he would have made well, the difference in the Tampa game. Or it was so like the, the South is so bad. Like those little things matter more when it's four bad teams. Well, here, here's the thing. So you, you become a different team with Andy Dalton as quarterback and you mm-hmm. become a different offense. And so we mentioned Ingram and the injuries. You lose Latavius Murray. You don't draft back. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, their hand has been forced to turn Alvin Kamara into the primary lead back for this run first team and go in between the tackles. And I just, that's, that's not really who he is. No. And, and, and like, besides that, like Kamara is 39 out of 40 backs in the league in yards after contact. And I remember when he was a rookie and when he was rookie of the year, when he had tremendous seasons, like his balance was insane. Remember how he used to be like the first guy never brings him down. Remember we used to always say that like whoever tries to tackle him first, forget it. Like his balance is crazy. And like, that's right. I'm not seeing that this year. Yeah. First guy that hits him, he goes down. 
And, and part of that's maybe like he's not getting to the second level as much. Part of that is less sweeps, less screen passes. It's more like pounding in between the tackles and it's a defensive tackle getting his hands on him or whatever. But I just feel like the Saints run game is really up and down this year because Kamara is really up and down. And I just feel like if they're going to be this style of offense and they need to trade him away and they need to get someone else, you know, because like, I just don't think he's the right back for this offense. So, you know, when you look at this matchup and this is again, why I think it's brutal when you're like, yeah, the Saints really can't get sacked. They can't throw a bunch. Like they got to run the ball. They got to control the ball offensively with the run game. I think the Saints are in a tough spot because Number one, I think Kamara's the wrong back for that. And number two, like you can't overplay Taysom as much as fans would love him to would love That's to. Right. So to me, that all adds up to on both sides of the ball, terrible matchup. I just think for this game, like Philadelphia's gonna have to help the Saints. Like Oh, we need the, shenanigans. We, we need, need shenanigans. shenanigans. And and I'm telling you, like we need a I block think, punt. We need yeah. Shahid to run a kickoff back. We mm-hmm. need a fumbled snap that like the ref blows the whistle when like Philly takes it back 99 yards for a touchdown. The ref accidentally blows the whistle. Like we need bad ref calls. We need it all. I, I, and and the saints probably need plus two in the turnover battle. And Andrew, I think if the saints are plus two in the turnover battle, I think that maybe only gets you to, Oh my God, it's five minutes to go in this game. And it's, 20 to 17 saints like philadelphia i I, I could see that i could see this going one of two ways ralph like on one hand the saints have won two games in a row against atlanta and cleveland in in horrible weather right which that game wasn't about football it was about managing the conditions so you you two Mm -hmm. two kind of like whatever wins right neither of them felt great like the saints kind of won both and then so on the other side of that I could see the rude awakening. We're like, oh, maybe they're turning a corner. Maybe they're not as bad as we thought. And like the Eagles, like, no, you're a terrible football team, and we're going to show you, and we're going to embarrass you, <laughs> and right. and like, you know, the Saints lose by three touchdowns or whatever, and it's never close. Or I could see uh, sometimes when you win a couple games, and, right. and they're awful. I mean, even if they're awful, I, I have seen this kind of false sense of like momentum that teams yeah, start to feel like, and like good. they get we're a couple games. awful wins and like right. the vibes better and guys start trying a little bit more and nobody gives the saints a chance going into That's philly right. nobody does you hit and a shahid on a big play you hit shahid on a big play and all of a sudden you're you're riding the wave of like the last two weeks and defense is feeling good and elante taylor gets his first pick and that energy finally he gets it and that energizes right. everyone and like I, I don't know i could i could see I could see that happening. So I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like I could see it either like being a competitive game that the Saints find a way to win. Yeah. Or I could see the doors getting blown off. The both. most the most Saintsy thing, or one of them, would be Saints play A plus game, their best game of the year. Look fantastic. And we're like, where has this been all year, Dennis Allen? Yeah. And Saints they lose win. by ten. <laughs> And no, and Tampa beats Carolina and it's over with. Yeah, yeah. It's over. Yeah, it's over. I could see and you're that. Seven, you're seven and nine and it's over. And you're just like, you want the. I, you want I still maintain that Carolina beating Tampa, Saints beat the Eagles. <laughs> and, and we're like, well, none of this matters because Tampa's going to win next week against Atlanta. 
and the Saints beat Carolina at home. And, and Atlanta's up 17. And we're like, we're like, oh, my God, this is happening. We're winning the NFC South. And then Tom Brady comes, comes back. back, and, yeah, it's, and he wins. I would, the thing fashion. is, though, even at that moment I would be excited, I would be less excited in that moment than I was last year when the Rams were kicking the crap out of San Francisco because I would just know. Like, I would be like, I know Atlanta. I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, know, we, we, we have intimate knowledge of the Falcons. We, we know how this is going to go. And I would just literally be sitting there with a bourbon in my hand waiting for the collapse to happen. And I probably would just be like, yeah, that's how I expected it to go. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever you also get breaking saints news podcast saints player grades early access to shows and behind the scenes access plus you get access to our discord channel where you can talk saints 24 7 in private with other saints happy hour listeners and you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items amazing so sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again go to saintshappyhour.com that's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today I, I just think, like, this offseason, Ralph, in the next two weeks, I know this isn't an Eagles preview uh, comment, but I'll just talk really quickly about the NFC South in the offseason. So I, I think these, first, these next two weeks are critical, first of all, because I, I think a lot of decisions get made based on how these two weeks go. Like, Carolina, yeah. if they win these next two games and they win the NFC South, like, could they keep their interim coach? That's right. Right? I think they would. Or or Tampa, like if they win, like where is does Tom Brady still like I'm out of here? Or does he, I don't know, get rejuvenated by winning the division and getting to the playoffs and like how do they do in the playoffs? So like how how that plays out is interesting. But then on the other side of that, okay, Mariota's out. And Atlanta, Carolina, and the Saints were all three all in on Deshaun Watson. They That's did right. everything they could to That's try right. to get them. Uh, we know Carolina is interested in Sean Payton. And we also know that to get him, they're going to have to pay more than everybody else. So, like, I don't know that they get him, but like, they're pro- unless they win the division, they're probably looking for a new coach, right? Yeah. Tom Brady is probably out in Tampa. Atlanta, like, are they going to rest their laurels on Desmond Ritter? Are they just going to like be De- fine? Todd with that? Bowles might be out in Tampa too. Like if Tampa yeah, doesn't I mean, win we'll the see. South, if they don't win the South, I, I think he might be. Yeah, but like, is Atlanta going to just going to roll with Desmond Ritter? Is that like no? Way. Arthur Smith is on the chopping block. Is he going to like put his faith, his job in the hands of Desmond no Ritter way. and hope it works no out? Way. So like, and then you've got the Saints. So like, I just feel like this off season, like all four of those teams are going to have a lot of change. It's going to be bananas. And like these two weeks are going to inform a lot of the direction they go in. It's going to be really exciting. And I'm going to tell you, that's another reason to sign up and become a Saints Happy Hour patron because we're going to be covering it all. But I'm going to tell you this, Andrew. David Carr, like he's broken up with the Raiders. Like they benched, they benched him. They sent him Derek, you mean? Yeah, Derek, Derek, Derek Carr. They benched him. They sent you him call him David up. like not you. You have called him the correct name like one percent of the one time. time. Derek, if you come to the Saints, I promise I'll get it up to fifty percent. I'll stop calling you David. Uh, but here's the thing, Andrew. He's going to be available, Derek Carr, and I'm just telling you, every it's going to be 
the four teams in the NFC South, they're going to go into octagon and they're going to fight it out for Derek Carr. Like, because you're going to look, you're going to have Carolina be like, we're a quarterback away, right? We almost won this division. Tampa is going to be like, we want, when we won the division, we, with Brady, we get Derek Carr, we can keep winning the division. Atlanta will be like, if we get a decent quarterback with our running game, we can win. Saints too, be like, if we get Derek Carr, we can be like, all four of those teams are going to go incredibly hard for Derek Carr. I mean, forget Derek Carr. I, I, Wentz, Geno Smith, Tannehill, Tannehill, Garoppolo, uh, um, Carr. I think any of those guys that are going to be available on this market, all four of those teams are going to be in play for all of them. And right. so the moving and shaking is going to be interesting. Um, Thomas, we need a chime. We need something for every time Ralph says David Carr instead of Derek. You just need like, <laughs> ching, like a some some sort of acknowledgement, some subtle acknowledgement that's I'm thinly sorry. veiled that patrons know. Like we're calling Ralph out for the, screwing up again. The odd, the odd, the number over under of me calling Derek Carr David. It's off the, the board. Off- it's Vegas the took it off the it board. Off, it's off the board. It, there's People not, pounded it so hard already. Vegas is like, we can't deal with num- this volume of that. There is not a number high enough right, right. that you can bet on that if the Saints are in competition to get Derek slash David, like, just forget about it, 50, 100 times. Like, if you have this, the Deshaun Watson, where we were doing two podcasts a day, I would put the over under on me calling Derek Carr David 150. I would set it. Yeah. Yep. So, guys, listen. You want to bet? You want to bet the over? I want to bet. Oh, the overs is it's a, it's a yeah. lock. But here's the lock. thing. And final thing, and then we will get out of here. I know a lot of Saints fans. I hear they're like, "Oh, I'm so glad the season's over. I've just been miserable. Only two more weeks, and then we're done with it." Andrew, I get sad when football's over. Like, I've waited all year for this. I only got two more weeks of Saints football, and then I got to wait nine more freaking months for it. Like, I'm sad. I know the Saints are not good. I know it. But I'm sad. Like, we only get two more Sundays of this. Uh, how are you feeling about the Saints season that, that, that it's coming to a close? We only get two no, more. No, I'm with you. I, look, I, I think if – look, it's, it's more fun when they win, of course. Um, but I, I feel like every season, um, each game is like its own story. You know, and, and I have, like, there's been some great moments. Like, the 24 to nothing win over the Raiders was so weird, and Devontae Adams had, like, one catch. That's right. I mean, what, what was that? Lattimore wasn't even playing. Um, the Cleveland game was hilarious. I mean, coldest game in Saints history for them to be down 10 nothing. Bonehead and come coaching back and left and right everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we swept the Falcons. You know, That's what's right. not to like about that? Um, so I don't know, like there's been some positive moments, like the double doink was crushing. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady coming back to beat us the second time in Tampa. That was crushing. So like, there's been some really, really rushing. There's been some really like tough moments too. Um, but I don't know, like through all the ups and downs, like that's why we're saints fans. And, and I don't know, that's why I don't get saints Twitter sometimes is I just feel like there's so much vitriol. There's so much anger. Uh, there's so much negativity and like sometimes like you're these guys, they try their best and it doesn't work out. And you know, to me, like the biggest takeaway of the season is you, you've paid a lot of money to a lot of guys that didn't produce this year. And so I, I think the Saints com- stars go into that because it's, you look at the saints this year, like they're big guys, they're stars 
are the ones that got hurt or or just let them yeah. down. Like I hear a lot of people say, like, oh, the team's not as good as we thought they were. Like the roster's bad, or you know, they blame Dennis Allen. But like, I don't feel like enough has been blamed on the players. And you know, when you get hurt, it's not your fault. But I'm just saying, like, they got three games out of Michael Thomas. He, he, I mean, his contract is insane. You know, Camara has a huge contract. He's 39th out of 40 backs in yards after contact. And, and that's not even accounting for all the mental mistakes that he's made this year. Davenport um, has half a sack. Davenport has half a sack. They gave up two first round picks for half a sack. Um, you know, Lattimore has played what, four games this year. Yeah. Well, you know, and the, the, the thing with Davenport is it's just straight decline. I know he's been banged up a little, but we've never seen this out of him where he plays and he's terrible. I mean, I think a lot of times you look at a guy and you're like, oh, he's just 26 or he's just 27. Like, but sometimes like football players get worse. Yeah. You know, they just do. And I think a lot of stars have either gotten hurt. They've gotten complacent. They've gotten worse. Um, you know, I think Demario Davis and Cam yep. Jordan aren't as good as they used to be. So you know, to me, that's been the big thing is they try to run it back with a bunch of guys that just like they pay a lot of money to. And they, those guys did not deliver. And, and that's the bottom line. So you ask like here here's the thing like so they have a big rebuild ahead of them in some ways but the division's awful that's the first thing so like you you can fight for the NFC South and right. win it potentially next year and are they that much worse without those guys at this point that's right like let, like let's just say they get rid of Lattimore they trade him let's say they get a first for Lattimore let's say they trade Kamara for a second round pick let's say you know they cut Michael Thomas and get some cap relief and they unload DeMario Davis and Cam Jordan. Like, let's say they get rid of those five players. On paper, like, those are big names, and you hear that, and you're just like, oh, my God, that sounds awful, right? But then you've got Werner and Caden Ellis as your linebackers. Maybe that's an upgrade. Maybe they don't need Lattimore now that Adebo is playing at a decent level, and Alante Taylor might be a pretty, pretty good corner. Maybe they don't need Lattimore that much. Maybe Michael Thomas is going to get injured again, no matter what team he goes to, and he's, not, he's never going to—he's done. He's finished. Right. And may, maybe, you know, Cam Jordan and, and uh, you use those resources to kind of draft and maybe they get a couple picks for Sean Payton and they get a first for Lattimore and they get a second for Kamara and all of a sudden you're loaded with picks in this draft and you get a bunch of young players and like, are they, especially if they get, let's say they get a quarterback, let's say they get Derek Carr, are they necessarily going to be worse than they were this past season? I, I don't know that they will be. Especially right. in a division like this, and so that's, it. that's and where the, just, that's where the off season is super interesting. And and you just and, and everybody will think they're worse, but you're like, you know, those guys didn't really play, they didn't really produce, and like Cam Jordan is like kind of declining, and he only had five and a half sacks, and like, yeah, you couldn't do anything cap wise, but next the next the dead money eventually would clear out, and we know yeah. the Saints eventually will spend the money when well, it, when they get the chance, so. It's just yeah. really interesting. They could do what you just said, or they could try to run it back. I worry, Andrew, that I look at the Saints and I see them in the exact same position that Atlanta was in 2016 and 2017. Atlanta went to the Super Bowl, blew the 28-3 lead. We love it. And their defense was bad, but they got kind of healthy, and they went on this run and got them to the Super Bowl the next year. They were still good, went to the playoffs, beat the Rams. And the next two years in 18, 19, and 20, 
21 a little bit. Like they kept saying, well, if our defense can just get healthy, they played so good in the Super Bowl those two years we went to the playoffs. If they can just get healthy, we'll be fine. And finally, Atlanta's like, these dudes are never going to get healthy. They're old and they're not any good. So, like, I wonder, like, do you, if you're the Saints, do you try to get ahead of it? It's going to be it's going to be fascinating because the Saints. Mickey Loomis hates rebuilds. Like he loves to go for it and win. And like the Saints don't rebuild. It's like, uh, you know, the Rams have the, the slogan, fuck them picks. Mickey Loomis kind of has the slogan of fuck that rebuild. So like, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And, 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 and like, yeah. it starts for the Saints, like the news and what happens in this offseason. It isn't a case of, oh, the season ends. We watch the playoffs, and then we'll figure it out. We'll see what they do. Maybe they'll do some coaching staff changes when they go to the Senior Bowl. No, 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 no. Everything for the Saints offseason, that starts Black Monday. It starts Black Monday. Not for the Saints for firing Dennis Allen, but other teams firing their coaches. The Sean Payton sweepstakes. That kicks off on Black Monday. Hell, it might kick off Sunday with a splash report from Jay Glazer. You don't know. Yeah. It's going to happen fast where we're a couple weeks away. So uh, the timing, like it, it's almost going to feel like a new season starts for us almost immediately. That's right. Because, because of the Sean Payton stuff. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Look, I, I mean, I, I remember like they held on to Marcus Colston too long. Remember, like it was clear that he was done yeah. and they kind of like, they wanted him to end his career with the saints. So like they hung on to him. And I think the art, a lot of times with this, it, like it's hard to cut Michael Thomas. Because you're basically admitting that you screwed up with that contract. It's hard to trade Lattimore and Kamara, who are productive players for you, uh, because that's admitting that yeah, maybe like it wasn't the best idea to give them those contracts. It, it's hard, like Demario Davis and Cam Jordan, like you have that emotional attachment. So it's that's like right. you know, there's there's an instinct to want to hang on to them longer than you want to, but Look, it's it's tough. Like these are real people. These are personalities. Right. These are guys that have meant a lot to the building. But I believe that the art to being successful in roster building is about knowing when to cut guys loose. That's and right. I, I, I I'm not saying that necessarily you cut all five of those guys loose, but you have some tough decisions to make. And sometimes, like you're kind of on the fence, and you're like, now nah, we're going to bring him back for one more year. And like Zach Streif plays the best year of his career at 33 years old. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you, you hang on to a guy and they surprise you. And sometimes you're like, no, we're going to go ahead and cut the cord. And, and somebody steps up. Rashid Shahid is given an opportunity. And all of a sudden he steps up and he's awesome, right? That's like right. If, if Deontay hadn't gone down and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, Rashid Shahid wouldn't be seeing the field. And now he's ahead of Traquan. He's ahead of Callaway. And he's getting a ton of snaps. And, like, sometimes, like, stars are born of opportunity being created. And you've got to be able to have the, the, the guts mm-hmm. to create that opportunity for them. And so, anyway, it, it's all, it's all going to be fascinating. But I, I just think, like, for Mickey Loomis, sometimes, like, it's important to be brave and make these decisions before the decisions make themselves for you. That's right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And we'll just have to, we'll just have to see. It's, it's going to be incredibly fascinating because the the nfc south being bad makes it very hard because like if you were in the afc west and you looked at mahomes and you looked at herbert you could be like listen we can tear it down because this roster that we got we don't have a quarterback this ain't it 
and then we ain't winning shit. So let's tear it down and build it back up. And maybe when Mahomes and Herbert get older, whatever, we got we got to have a much better team, right? So the, the rebuild becomes easier. But when you're in a division that's so terrible, you're just like, man, I don't want to suffer for a year or two. Like, let's just tweak this and tweak that and get Derek Carr and draft a running back. Get Derek Carr and draft a running back or sign Tony Pollard and get a running back. And we're good to go. Like it's it, it yeah. to me that makes it harder for the Saints, but it also makes it way way more fascinating. So we'll see. Uh, but it starts Sunday. We'll see if the Saints. Philadelphia. Uh, I need. I if the Saints beat Philadelphia, I'm going to dunk all over the Eagles fans. They have been tormenting Saints fans, Andrew, all freaking year. CD Deuce. They have our pick. They have been running roughshod over us. If the Saints give it to them on Sunday, I'm going to get banned from that there Twitter because I am I got named. I'm going all of them. What's our like, playoff record against the Eagles? Three and one. Okay. So there's that. There's that. And, uh, yeah, I, I would yeah, just go to that. There's that. There's that. There's but that. we'll see. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, like the Eagles fans have been insufferable. And if the Saints can beat them, It'd be amazing. Be but beautiful, guys, yeah. thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're seeing this on YouTube. Like it, share it, and become a patron. Go to saintshappyhour.com, sign up, become a patron. I promise you it's going to be the best money you spend all year long to make your Saints fan experience better because you're going to need it. You're going to need us for breaking news starting on Black Monday, I promise you. So for Andrew, for Thomas running the show back in Poland, thanks for joining us. We will see you Sunday after the Saints-Eagles game. Uh, Hopefully it's a win.